Welcome everyone back to the Athlete Maestro podcast, guys. The Athlete Development Podcast that helps young athletes like you break your mental and physical limitations in sports and also learn about the business side of sports. I'm your host, Tola Uglewe, and this is episode 685. Sometimes it's never meant to be. It's good to be the underdog and master the mental game. He's widely regarded as one of the greatest long jumpers in track and field history. His world record in the long jump has stood for 20 years. Today on the show, American superstar Mike Powell. I'm very sure that uh, long jump is not a sport that you pay close attention to when the Olympics comes around or maybe when there is an event or maybe when there's a tournament except except it's a sport that you actually love or maybe it's because you haven't been captivated by the sport yet in the 80s and 90s Mike Powell and Carl Lewis made it fascinating their rivalry was one for the ages but you see going by mike powell's beginning you might be shocked to hear him as a legend in long jump mike was a standout in basketball and of course at a point after his retirement he even competed in one of this um uh, basketball skills events or dunk competitions or something like that and it wasn't just basketball in high school he also competed in the high jump competed in the triple jump you know and and some other sports like you could literally say that he was multi-talented he would go on to attend the university of california on a track scholarship despite the fact that many universities didn't really see him as standout so they kind of stood away a little bit pissed him off you know and of course he got back to work in 1985 he won the long jump event at the world university games it was also the first time in his career he surpassed the 27 foot mark in the long jump this was after he had missed qualification for the 1984 olympic games around that period he was determined to take his game to the next level and started working with randy huntington it was a match that would prove a masterstroke. Mike qualified for the 1988 Olympic Games in Seoul where he would go up against the legendary Carl Lewis. Lewis at the time was one of the most popular athletes in the world. Though Mike would set a new personal best in the long jump, it was only good enough for silver behind Lewis. That silver medal showed Mike he was on the right track in 1989 he became only the seventh athlete to pass 28 feet in the long jump going into the 1991 world championships powell had never beaten lewis in the long jump it was 0 and 15 so 15 times carl lewis had beaten him in the long jump and he was yet to record one single victory see the long jump events the 1991 world championships is still being talked about till this day it was that epic though lewis led for most of the events i think in about four or five jumps he surpassed 28 feet like he led for most of the event but you see 
Powell's historic jump of 8.95 meters not only broke the world record, the world record at the time that had stood for I think 23 years or thereabouts, it not only broke that record, it earned him his first victory over Lewis and it was the jump that mattered. World champion Mike Powell became in that very tournament. He would beat Lewis again in the US trials for the Barcelona Olympic Games. At the showpiece itself, of course, the Olympics, Power was once again unable to defeat Lewis, winning a second Olympic silver medal. Lewis won the gold medal. Of course, if you listen to the episode we did on Carl Lewis, you would know that he won the Olympics, the long jump title in the Olympics, five consecutive Olympics. He made up, Mike, that is, he made up for it for that loss to Lewis by winning the world championships in 1983. His world record of 8.95 meters in the long jump still stands till this day. Today, he's your mentor, guys. And there are three lessons that I want you to learn from Mike Power. And the first of those lessons, guys, the the reason why, let me just even say this, the reason why um, this episode kind of comes up a little bit is because, you know, over, I think it was last month or two months ago, or thereabout, the African record in the long jump was broken by a lady named Ace Brumer, you know, so the African record, she's a Nigerian long jumper, you know, and it just brought so many, so many memories, you know, about long jump events. Chioma Jonwa, of course, who uh, won Nigeria's first Olympic gold medal, um, was also celebrating her and then, you know, like fly, AC fly, you know, so kind of brought back so many memories and I was like, oh, wow, we had looked at Carl Lewis on the podcast, but we had never looked at Mike Power, like how amazing that's the guy who owns the world record and of course was pretty dominant during his career the first lesson guys that i wanted to learn from mike powell is sometimes it's never meant to be sometimes it's never meant to be you see this is one of the things that i tell athletes that i coach personally you see one of the key things you must be willing to accept or one of the things that you must be cool with is the fact that you can give every single thing you want to your sport. You can try every single thing you need to try. You can put in all the effort you need to put into your sports and you might still not be successful. Now, I'm not saying guaranteed you won't be successful, but even if there's that possibility that you might not be successful, it's something that you're comfortable with. It's something that you're good with. You see, until you get to the point where you are okay where you are fine where you are comfortable with putting in the effort and not seeing the results or not getting that ultimate thing until you are fine with that you are not ready for the journey of being an athlete you see what most athletes want is that you want to be guaranteed that you're going to get the results you know so Tola, if i put in the work in this thing you're telling me to put the work in then of course i will see the results i would become olympic champion i would become world champion you know and one of the things that i tell you is it's not guaranteed it is not guaranteed that you're going to get it the spot that you play do you know how many people are fighting are competing to get to the olympic games to get to the world championships to get to all these tournaments that are in your sport the numbers are high so if it was not a lottery in the sense that you could say okay 
I'm going to put in this work now. I'm going to do it for a year. I'm going to do it for six months. And then, you know, I'm going to see that result. I'm going to get what I want. Then everybody's going to be playing the lottery. Everybody is going to be betting on that fact that, hey, I can actually guarantee results. But the point is that you cannot. What happens? And I've given you this um, vending machine theory that I learned from Dre Baldwin. You know, where he said the way a vending machine works, right? You identify something in the glass that you want. You take out your money. You put your money in first. Then you select what you want. After selecting, you then wait to see if the thing is going to drop. Now, obviously, most times it's going to drop because you've put the right amount of money in. But there are going to be times where the thing doesn't drop. You're going to have to shake the vending machine. You're going to have to kick it. You're going to have to call uh, probably the maintenance guy or something to be like, hey, can you check this out? You know, I put in my money. I press this thing. You know, the stuff didn't come out. You know, and then they kind of work it. Or you put your money in, doesn't give you change. You see, that money that you're putting in, that's your effort. That's your hard work. That is the dedication that you're putting into your sport. But you put that in first. And then you can wait to see whether the soda drops or the chocolate that you picked or the sweet that you wanted to buy or the chips that you wanted you wait to then see if that thing drops and that's the essence of this first lesson guys from mike power you see sometimes some things are just not meant to be this is a guy who was a two-time world champion this is a guy who at one of the world championships broke the world record the world record that has stood for 23 years if they asked anybody in that time frame who was going to break the world record they'll say it's Carl Lewis I'm going to share a little bit on that in uh, the second lesson but you see Mike Powell was not even supposed to be close so this is a guy who double world champion was world record holder but he never won an Olympic gold medal sometimes some things are just not meant to be so yes you have put in the work yes you fought yes you've done all of this hard work I applaud you for it it's absolutely amazing and absolutely you know remarkable that you're doing all this but you see if we worked with guarantees then a lot more people would only go into situations when they know that the outcome has already been identified but that's not how it works so i put something on my instagram i think it was a few months ago where i said you know 10 percent versus 95 percent. so if you were going to be sure like 100 percent sure that you could achieve 10 percent of your goals would you go for that or would you go for maybe achieving 95% of your goals? Now, of course, uh, people chose 10%, people chose 95%. And then I, I went further to explain. And I said, look, you see, if there's a chance that you put in the effort, you get 95%, right? You're better off going for that than, than securing something so low as 10%. If you don't get the 95%, you're definitely going to get more than 10 percent the essence of this lesson guys is that even though you're putting in the work even though you're doing everything that you should there is that possibility that you might not achieve what you have set out to achieve and you must be okay with that sometimes some things are not meant to be if you know the amount of work that mike power put into long jump put into his sport you'll be like nah that guy should have been olympic champion but guess what it was not meant to be 1991 breaks the world record wins the world championships beats carl lewis goes to the u.s trials for the 1992 olympic games beats carl lewis again to qualify for the olympic games then he gets to the olympic games itself lewis wins gold 
power wins silver it happens like that sometimes there are certain things that are out of your control what is in your control is the work that you put in that's what's in your control the work that you put in is the thing that is in control that is what you can handle and because that's what you can handle what happens that is what you pay close attention to first lesson guys from mike powell sometimes it's never meant to be the second lesson guys is it's good to be the underdog it's good to be the underdog on this point my power says all my life i've been told by people that i cannot do certain things they said car will probably break the record and i took it as a personal insult you see there's times when you know a lot of young athletes i speak to young athletes and you know they they, they want to be the favorite going into tournaments they want to be the guy that everybody is looking at you know i mean you've watched usain boats going into the world championships going into the olympic games as the favorite you know and you see all that allure you know, and everything that comes with it and you're like hey i would love to do that i want that to be me i want this i want that now that's amazing you know and and it's good to dream but you see even when you're the underdog what it means is that there's less pressure on you to perform and if there's less pressure on you to perform, it means that you can go out and perform in the natural way that you would ordinarily have performed. You can go out and perform in the natural way that you would have performed. But because there's pressure, because you're the favorite, because it's you that everyone is watching, then things change. Going into the 1991 Olympic Games, Carl Lewis was um, 1991 World Championships. Carl Lewis was the favorite. Carl Lewis was the guy everybody was going there to watch. Like, I mean, come on, who was going there to watch Mike Power? Nobody was going there to watch Mike Power. He was the underdog. There was even a time when uh, the guy who owned the world record before Mike Power broke it, his name skips my mind now, was in the stadium in one of the jumps that Mike Power was going to make. Like, one of the jumps at that point, he was, you know, one of the best long jumpers. You know, and the guy was leaving the stadium. And Mike Powell was watching him getting up, about to leave the stadium. And I was like, what? what? Why would this guy leave the stadium now? Oh, what? He doesn't even rate me. Now, when they asked the guy, oh, his name skips my mind now. When they asked the guy after, you know, about Mike Powell, and I was like, I, I kind of really don't know who he is. You know, and of course, that that added well, you know, to, to, to Mike Powell's tenacity to compete. Going into that 1991 World Championships, Lewis was a favorite, right? And because power was the underdog, he was able to perform freely. Even at that point, like I said in the intro, he had lost 15 times to Carl Lewis. He had never beaten Carl Lewis in the long jump. Going into the World Championships, he had lost to him at the Olympic Games. He had lost to him at so many events. Carl Lewis, going into that event, was on a 65-event win streak. So 65 consecutive events. Carl Lewis had won 65 going into that so it was a formality that Carl Lewis was going to win again now because Mike Power was the underdog there was no pressure he could go out there perform well everybody expects Carl Lewis now obviously he was pissed and he was angry and he wanted to prove a point but the issue was that nobody was really expecting anything magical from him if anybody was going to break the world record at that event you would have been Carl Lewis if anybody was going to break it at that event, it would have been Carl Lewis. But here comes Mike Powell, underdog at the event, goes in there, 
absolutely smashes the world record the world record previously was 8.90 meters it goes in there 8.95 meters absolutely smashes the world record guys it's good in certain situations to be the underdog it's good in certain situations to be the underdog there is no pressure you can perform the way that you want to perform you know even when you have rivalries and of course i shared this uh, previously you know if you're not on my email list you need to get on that athletemaestro.com forward slash newsletter athletemaestro.com forward slash newsletter you know i shared that previously oh it's good to have a rival you know and you can see it on display here between carl lewis and mike powell and because of that fact that's why it's even more important for you not to chase that favorite tag if you are the underdog it's actually a benefit to you because you can go out there and you can perform without any pressure whatsoever second lesson guys from mike power it's good to be the underdog and the final lesson guys is master the mental game master the mental game now this is one of the things that i talk about you know a lot so much you know and i see so many young athletes who neglect this like oh what's the mental game because it's not something you can see you know obviously um if you're playing the sport physically you can see like long jump you see the guy jumping right you see him running up the guy is lifting weight so that he can propel down the track and he can take off right he's working off his on his calf muscles for takeoff working on his quadriceps for you can see those things you can touch those things you can touch the sand you can but when it comes to the mental game i see athletes who dismiss it as not being important you see when mike powell was rising in the sport like when he was making his leap in the sport he began to take mental conditioning seriously seriously and even hired a sports psychologist he even hired a sports psychologist to help him work on his mental game because he knew how important that mental game was he already had the physical tools he was hard working i mean at the point he was he was working jobs just to ensure that you know he could continue to train for the long jump so he was doing everything on the physical at the physical level to get to where he needed to get to but he needed to prop it up with the mental game and of course this is also where visualization comes in in that 90 going into that 1991 world championships right he said mike power in his own words he said i already had my game face on I was jumping over and over and over again in my head. I was jumping over and over and over again in my head. That's visualization. Painting the perfect picture of what he wanted to see. Guys, you can never underestimate the power of the mental game. And that's why I'm here to help you with the mental aspects. And of course, I put together a, a remarkable program mental mastery like absolutely remarkable like you're going to learn about the mental game in sports and then you're also going to learn how to eliminate the mental blocks that are holding you back from performing your best mental mastery athletemaestro.com forward slash mental mastery for you to check it out see what we got going there this is a guy now you can see world record holder world championship olympic silver medalist who realized before he achieved all these things hey i need a mental coach started mental conditioning got a sports psychologist to work with him and of course we can see all the results that he went on to achieve and of course there's so many other athletes who continue to realize the power of this 
and continue to use it so the question i have for you is do you have a mental coach or do you think it's unimportant if you're not achieving the results that you want to achieve and you're working really hard on your game chances are that you need a mental coach chances are that you need a mental coach and of course mike power realized this and he absolutely took his game to the next level final lesson guys from mike power which is key key to your development master the mental game the three lessons that i wanted to learn from him sometimes it's never meant to be it's good to be the underdog and master the mental game master the mental game athlete marshall guys episode 685 mike powell head over to the website guys check out all the free and paid resources that we have for you there all of it is geared to helping you break your mental and physical limitations in sports and also learn about the business side of sports if you haven't subscribe to the podcast you haven't left us a rating and review i highly recommend that you do so what your rating and review does is it tells other athletes that hey this is a worthwhile podcast this is a worthwhile resource that you know is is really going to take your game to the next level and of course when you subscribe you never miss any episode whatsoever and of course i got some amazing episodes coming for you in the coming weeks athlete maestro.com forward slash subscribe athlete maestro.com forward slash subscribe you learn how to subscribe you also learn how to leave that rating and review if you have any questions whatsoever send me a mail tola at athlete maestro.com tola at athlete maestro.com i'll catch you guys on the next episode of the show remember knowing is not enough you must apply willing is not enough you must do i want you to go out there learn all the lessons you can from a legend in mike powell i want you to go out there and i want you to be a maestro today and every single day